0: So bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, the surfcontinuum.com. Alright, so what's a soul surfer? I'm sure the answers to that question will go across the board, depending upon who you ask. But we wanted to give you our take on it, especially since the soul surfer spirit is one that we really connect with and basically what we want to get out of surfing. Of course, a lot of these qualities take time and maturity to cultivate, and there's an ebb and a flow to how you develop. But it's a good list of reminders for what we're striving for.
1: Yeah, Coach. Uh, soul surfer. What makes a soul surfer? This is a good one. We're, uh, you know, we're always trying, to, trying to give our take on like giving, giving our listeners a few things to kind of strive for to be a little bit, a little bit deeper of a of a surfer, someone who really, you know, loves surfing for what it, you know, everything that it entails, not just the wave riding part. So mm. stoked to get
0: into this one. Yeah, me too. And um, I like our list. I like what we got here. Right on. Kick it off. All right. All right. Um, All right. So we got here first. Honors Surf Culture. Yeah. There's a couple items to that list, isn't there?
1: Yeah. There's there's Um, plenty.
0: Good etiquette. You know, like that's for sure a big standout, I feel like, of a soul surfer is someone who's got good etiquette and basically not in a rush or all anxious to get their wave count up you know somebody who just like is calm they're patient about getting waves you know and it's it's basically just not about quantity you know it's quality and and part of that quality is uh seeing other people get waves and like respecting the order of who goes next and not being like "Mm, i'm ready for my wave again you know back paddling and and anxiously paddling for waves that other people are paddling for and like backing them up too hardcore and things like that.
1: Yeah, this is that's this is good for these younger peeps that are tuning in and listening to us because you know, usually the people are taking their time and and adhering to the old and proper way a, a lineup rolls are the older heads in the lineup. So, you you young bucks out there start studying the the peeps that are all cool and calm and collected, and the ladies who are out there laughing and not worried about, you know, not being in perfect position for a wave and hooting somebody else into it. It's it's like you know you're gonna get your waves out there, and and like Coach was saying, you know, you want to you want to get the ones that you're actually in a good position for, um, and and the ones that are quality waves instead of just picking off a bunch of little little shitty waves. So. Um, you know, be be that person, or at least study that those people in the water. Um, we we definitely respect those guys and and gals who are upholding this this you know more mellow pace and and this whole etiquette thing and and how a how a lineup actually works. It's it's kind of lost right now. It, there's very few places that I can think of that anybody actually runs a, a you know a. a a proper lineup you know just like mm-hmm. one person takes off and the next person pops into in into the pole position or the the furthest outside and deep position on on a, on a little peak and it just keeps going round and round and if you miss if you paddle really hard for a wave and you you mistimed it and you don't get into it you you laugh and you get towards the end of the line um that's just so rare these days. So I don't know where they're gonna actually see this in uh, in play, but we can tell you from from experience that it's a really, it's actually a really nice um, thing to get into. And, and if you've ever been part of a real lineup and and uh, got to experience this, it it does. It like takes a lot of the the anxiety and and this this competitive nature that surfing often gets into with all these crowds it takes it right out of the mix you know it's really nice
0: yeah i feel like it it most happens the way i kind of find myself in it is when it's a few people like a few friends and if a few of the friends you know find a spot where you got your own peak and you know and you all understand how to run a good lineup you know that's where it happens you get a really nice cycle going on and then it's just as fun to see your buddy take off on a wave as it is for you to you know for it to be your turn and um you know and then when somebody comes into the lineup you just got to either educate them on how you're running it (laughs) or uh move down the beach or something but yeah it certainly is hard with the level of the crowds now because it's like nowhere is not crowded
1: yeah and that's what that's another point right there is just like helps the groms like we've been talking about this a lot like the people who have been immersed in the culture and been surfing most of their life and and know the difference between good etiquette and and lack of etiquette it's kind of your it's it's your duty to speak up and use your voice and and especially with the groms you know give them a clue because a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of these young kids never really were schooled in in the way of safety and etiquette and a lot of the times there'll be little shits about it and just you know not change at all and and keep running amuck in the lineup but a lot of the times you you never know how how it lands you know if if they really respect you then it could just totally change their trajectory
0: as a as a surfer and as a community member yeah that could be the fork in the road that alters the course you know forevermore. i definitely had those moments growing up whether it was by mistake or just being an over-eager young surfer, um, you know, making a mistake in the lineup and being told, you know, like basically getting my nose put back into that shitty little behavior I had and being told, like, no, that's not what you do. Um, And and just a few times that really stuck out for me that basically, you know, set me on a new course for, for life thereafter. And I'm sure I heard it plenty of times in different ways that didn't quite land. And, you know, that's, I guess, part of the the growth journey, but who knows? Anyway, like you said, it's kind of the duty of the OGs and the people who recognize, you know, that something's gone wrong, like to speak up. Cause I think that's kind of the biggest problem we have right now. Like, isn't, you know, that's, that's really one of my biggest frustrations, you know, with everything and that we see, like the surf continuum is all about trying to be that change, trying to be that small part of the surf world. That's, you know, setting people in the right course and direction, but obviously we can't touch everybody with it. We don't speak to everybody, and I just you know get a little frustrated when I I don't see like not even surf schools doing it, not even like people who are saying they're educating you, telling you like, hey, you know, this is how it's done. Like, make sure when you come out here and try to do the damn thing on your own that you're at least doing this and this and this, you know, and just a couple of pointers to to at least make them aware that there are rules. It's not the wild west out there. It isn't like or shouldn't be what it looks like from the beach. You know, there should be an order. But um yeah, you know, I feel like if if we all contribute together maybe, you know, it kind of I guess maybe it's kind of like like uh it it feels like a climate change thing or or uh you know, cleaning the earth like it doesn't feel like you're going to make a difference. Right. You know, doing your one little part and then looking at the greater scale of the way things are going, it's like, wow, I'm not. But what's the alternative? Don't do anything? Yeah. You know, that's not the answer either. So Absolutely not. And you that gotta, just speaks to another one of our, our points. You know,
1: be be the change that you want to see out there. Um, you know, our beaches, everybody, if, if everybody was just picking up a little bit of trash on their beach walks, then there wouldn't be one little piece of microplastic on the beach After these busy weekends, you know, so again, when you go for your little beach walks and and that's another part of our our list here is just like go for beach walks, you know, spend spend time on the beach, be, be, you know, be putting in time when you're not even in the water, walking the beach, checking the surf at all these different little spots up and down the beach. You never know when a little a little sandbar is going to turn on and then throughout that throughout that morning walk, just picking up a little bit of trash here and there and, you know, coming into the parking lot with a little bounty and, and people see you doing that every day and it rubs off and that's that's just what we need to be doing. Like it doesn't need to be a full uh, organized beach clean cleanup. It can just be your everyday showing, like giving back to Mother Ocean and, and Mother Earth and, and you just end up being in better standing with it and having just a little deeper connection, which is what what
0: most surfers are, are after. Absolutely. Yeah, this really does, you know, this whole overriding point we're talking about and listing things off is honoring surf culture, like a soul surfer honors surf, you know, and that means loving the beach, loving the ocean, like taking care of it, like the way you take care of your house and have a pride in it, you know, that it's clean and tidy and nice and, and being willing to go the extra mile and, and pick up after other people and other like trash that's left behind by other people. Um, but also it makes me think too like what it leads to inadvertently is things you also want as a surfer or especially as a new surfer. You know, because I always think when we're recording these things, we're speaking to especially new surfers, you know. And, and a lot of new surfers are looking for like other new surfer friends you know and if you're just going in the water and out of the water and heading home you 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 have a small window of meeting people you know whereas if you're walking the beach picking up some trash just kind of putting more time in at the arena that you you know wanna call yours and be comfortable at you know the beach being a big part of that you meet these people you know and you meet like-minded individuals and other soul surfers you know that You know, being a soul surfer, you'll notice on this list, it doesn't, we're never going to say like, is a good surfer per se, like in terms of, uh, uh, like performance on the wave, you know, I mean, they're a good surfer in terms of the other things we're talking about, etiquette and this and that, but like a soul surfer isn't necessarily some ripping hot dog and surfer. It's, you know, and, and so if you want to meet other good soul surfers, be a soul surfer, walk the beach, have good etiquette, um, and so, yeah, and helping the Groms. And so this other other point we have under this whole category of honoring the craft and the craftsman, um, that's one I really like too because it's like, okay, I'm going to try my best here. But when somebody is putting their effort as an artist, as a craftsman, into creating the things that you need to do this, you know, to be a surfer – You want them to keep doing that. You want them to be like to continue putting, because when somebody does something because they want to, because it's their passion, usually a product is good or, and it's consistently getting better because they care, you know, and you want them to be able to keep continue down that journey of, of endeavoring to be a better craftsman and create better crafts and better surfboards ultimately. And how does that happen? If you support them and you honor them and you show up in the bay and you are like oh i love this i love that whether it's the color work or the rails they shape or the you know the outline or their their latest quiver that they put in the shop all of that is a major part of like perpetuating other surf soul surfers and being one yourself you know and respecting the the equipment that we use to to be soul surfers on surfboards you know and just make sure those people get to keep doing what they do because you know the machine and the factory uh, industri- industrial revolutions a powerful concept and it can easily smother the individual trying to to keep going you know and it's only because there's a group of us out there that do support these guys that they still exist if we didn't have that respect for these individuals they'd be gone you know it'd be all factory all pop outs all mass produced and thank god there's still us out there but it's got to be said like continue doing that. Know when you buy your board from that shaper or you get that put that custom order in, you're being part of the 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 support system that keeps it going. Yeah, that was really well said coach. And and just like it's it's pretty simple,
1: you know, just like get interested in, in the boards and in and, and the craft. Like if you're a total mm. beginner and you're on soft tops, you know, and, and and just like we were talking about, like spend more time at the beach. Start finding your voice. You know, you see somebody like tweaking on their board and and doing a nice wax job or I don't know fixing a ding in the parking lot or I don't like changing out a fin. Or it's a beautiful board. Just like go up and chat them up a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. surfers surfers are really proud of their equipment. You know, the the ones that are really invested. So they're they're probably likely to rap with you a little bit about it, you know, and, and you, you'd be surprised how much you learn from talking to somebody who actually has been in, been part of this culture for a while and gone through a lot of boards, you know, they might be actually a great person to talk to about what's your next step, you know, and, Mm. and, and what's working for, for, for them and or introducing you to their shaper or something like that you know that's that's just part of being being you know a a real deal surfer and being invested in the in the culture it's just chatting yeah. up
0: and that that kind of got me thinking about something we didn't write down but just triggered a new thought is like a soul surfer I feel and and um well they just they're just so into the details you know we always say that about ourselves like the leash string material, the 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 fins setup, the the fins themselves, even the set screws. Like you know, remember when we 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 got that board for somebody and the set screws were too long and just sticking out a little bit, and we both were like, "Oh God, I hate that." We gotta fi-. just the tiniest of little things you care about, you know. Yeah. A really good wax job. Like, no, it can't just be, like, halfway done with a top coat right on the bare board. You know, like, base coat, nose to tail, rail to rail. Get the bumps down first, then put a little bit of the top. You know, there's just a way of doing it all. Yeah. You know, you care about every piece. Uh, Devil's in the details.
1: Definitely, yeah. Just just this fascination with surfing. Like, you just love every little part of it. You know, it's just not... It's not just something that you do on the weekends, it's it's uh, something that you're going to be doing for the rest of your life, you know, and all these little things add up to being someone who's really dialed in and it kind of makes makes surfing more fun when you're all dialed in and not like all frazzled and running all around the beach looking for a little leash string or a piece of <laughs> wax or something like that. <laughs> right on all right i think we nailed that one down pretty good that was that was extensive but that's those are really important aspects of it hell
0: yeah The, the culture is just such a huge part of you know and honoring it is such a huge part of um what a soul surfer is and what they embody but uh go ahead you hit the next one
1: yeah this next one we talk about all the time you know surfs and gets in the water no matter what and regardless of of the craft or whatever the conditions call for so being a more well-rounded surfer you know like have have your equipment in order have a pair of uh body surf fins in in your rig have have a boogie have a mat have a you know a pipo board whatever it is you know just just start cutting out all these little excuses that you have not to get into the water and and be one of those surfers that you know those are the surfers that i always looked up to uncle anthony and stuff like we would just never go go surfing and not surf. Like we would just get in the water no matter what. Right, so right. be be that type of surfer, you know. You'll you'll always get something out of it. You'll you'll learn a little something about your board, about your body, about the ocean. Um when only if you get in the water, pretty much.
0: Yeah, that's that's such a solid one and that one hit me later in life, you know, because I was growing up with a group of groms and guys that were like strictly shortboards, you know. Yeah. Uh 6 feet and under. Oh, oh, you had a 6 one. Oh, you riding a longboard now? You're a longboarder now, you know, like <laughs> just it's just like give you shit for anything other than the standard. And and meanwhile, I would have loved to have like a montage of like us surfing as groms. We probably looked terrible. Oh my gosh. You know, all this pride about our equipment and we couldn't even fucking ride it. No, totally. (laughs) So, like, later on when, like, you know, the evolution of my surfing and and mentality evolved into, like, riding other craft. And, and you know, like, Corey actually was a big one um, who who I remember just being like, this dude can ride anything and he looks good, you know? Like, he would ride a soft top, he'd ride a longboard, he'd ride a stand-up paddleboard and surf it, you know? Like, he could ride... And and I remember he got on a finless board someone had and just popped on it and spun around and rode away. I was just like, dude, that is sick. And that was, like, really impressive to me, you know, yeah. to be able to ride all crafts. And I, it just immediately struck me as, like, that's how I want to be. I want to be able to get on anything and be able to ride it. And uh, And now that we're doing this episode, it's like, yeah, that's for sure. A soul surfer would never turn their nose up at any craft that gets them on a wave, you know, because right. a soul surfer wants to ride waves, not stand up necessarily – they just want to be in the pocket. They just want that lift of a pulse moving through a water medium, you know, yeah. however it may be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like just anything, you know, when when you go to like a new beach and you find yourself there and, and you weren't planning on surfing and there's waves, you're like, you're ready to go on anything, you know, boogie Boogie, stand up, you know, glider, nose rider, whatever. So that's that's your motivation to learn to ride all these things, you know, on on and and you know, round out your quiver so that you can be one of those surfers who, when when you have that happenstance situation where there's waves and you you weren't planning on surfing, that you're not making excuses, you know, you're you're getting out there in board shorts or whatever or, or in a speedo.
0: I don't care, like get out there. <laughs> Uh, all right i like this next one because it makes me think of you a lot but it's just someone who brings the good vibes man a soul surfer brings the good vibes smiling laughing hooting kind of an etiquette thing like not just anxious to get a ton of waves but more so a personality thing than ever you know um you know, uh, humility. I mean, this just ticks all the boxes of who you are, Coach. You know, just, like, someone can tell you, oh, what a sick wave. Oh, that was amazing. I saw that. And you just, like, smile and nod and, like, you know, let let them do the praising. But you'll never be heard, like, talking about how good you did or how epic of a wave you had, you know, it, unless I egg you on to to record it for a, uh, <laughs> a CoopCast episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's that's such a true... Uh, quality of a soul surfer is the you know the energy they bring appreciate that coach um yeah that's just this is
1: something we need to all aspire to you know there's just too many serious heads out there trying you know only focused on getting theirs in in their little in their little time out there and it and it it'll it'll leave you um, with kind of an incomplete feeling if you did get the wave but you had to fucking burn somebody to, to get it, you know <laughs> and then you just you just go in, you know, because you don't want to have confrontation and then you just go to work and you're like, ooh, that was a really good wave and then you look back on the cam and you just smoked somebody you smoked a grom and freaking just just crushed them, but it's just, you know it's not worth it, you know it feels, What's the cost? <laughs> It's it's uh it's just it feels so good to just be be a part of the community, be a part of the culture out there and, and get to be known as that person who uh who is always having a good time. You know, we're we're talking about surfing here, peeps. You know, you guys should be having more good surfs than, than bad surfs, you know, there's gonna be that Every once in a while, where you, where you can't really reel it in, and you have a shocker, and you have a you have a shitty session, but it's so rare, you know. If you have the right right mentality and you're going in there, and and you know, we kind of hit on it earlier as far as honor in the surf culture, but just like learning how to like just love watching other people surf and and being fascinated and and how much you can learn from watching other people surf like you know when when somebody's surfing really well you can just like kind of sit off to the shoulder and just kind of watch them watch their approach um, and and really learn from them give mm-hmm. them a hoot you know and then that just opens up these doors that you, you might never you might never get the chance to chat with those with those surfers if you're just your standard kook, just you know, struggling off to the side, trying to drop it, trying to drop in on the shoulder instead of sitting up on your board and watching a, a great surfer kind of set up a wave and cruise past you and give them a hoot, and then on their way back, you know, you guys make make contact and have a little chat, and then they drop you some knowledge that you know kind of changes your changes your approach. So
0: that's, that's, that's what I got to
1: say about that one.
0: Hell yeah. (laughs) Um, all right. So this last one does it for themselves above all is that, you know, you just, you're doing it because you enjoy it because you love it. All of these things, you know, that's, that's kind of where the positive vibes and energy comes from and, and willingness to help the Groms. And because you run around and pick up trash off the beach because it's all it's just for you in a way in a good way it's selfish you know you're not doing it to to be cool or to show off or whatever it may be like other than just for you just for your satisfaction for your health mentally and physically um soul surfer does it for them
1: yeah, that kind of it's it's kind of the evolution of of a surfer, you know, like when I first started surfing or when brother Chase and I just started surfing, it was more because like our uncles did it and we wanted to be cool, you know? And then little by little, you know, of course we had to we only got to surf with them like a couple times a year. So all the other times when we were just putting in our time in the ocean, that was like proving to ourselves that we were even, you know, that we were really invested enough to to want that you know and and then mm-hmm. eventually it was you know surfing with our friends and then surfing a a bunch solo and really learning to to love it just for the benefits that you get um from from doing it yourself
0: you know so Oh uh, yeah it's it's so funny you say that too because as I was saying that you know when we first hit the point was I was thinking to myself literally while I'm speaking these other words when I first started surfing, I did it because I wanted to be cool. Because older, older friend Joe Sal's older brother, you know, uh, started surfing, and I'll never forget him pulling out his board like from the car and be like, "Dude, check this thing out." We were skateboard rats, and then he graduated to a surfboard. And I, and and as soon as he showed me that board and was all proud of himself for being a surfer, I was like, "I have to surf." Yeah, gotta do it. <laughs> gotta do it course i'm getting the when i finally get aboard a year later and i'm walking down the beach feeling all cool about it you know slowly but surely the realization that actually it is pretty damn fun and good but just like you said it's it's an evolution like it it takes time to get that depth you know a soul surfer isn't something you can just be you know we're talking about these things that develop over time and and uh, it was just really good and honest of you to say that, you know, because it was the same start for me. It was like, shit, it was just a cool thing to do when I started doing it. You know, a little 12 year old Grom just trying to keep up with the older guys. Full posers,
1: full wannabes, <laughs> fully, like, could not do it, but had, you know, had the board and had the wedge. Told everybody you did it, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I surf. <laughs> oh, and Nana would totally, the sea wolf would always be. Bust our balls about that. She'd be like, "Oh, you guys have all the gear, and look at you. You're sitting in the house. You know, sure, <laughs> it's a little, it's a little overcast and windy, and it's cold out there. But look at you guys. You guys talk a big game, but, but you guys aren't. You guys don't really want it. You know." She would totally egg us on, and we'd be like, uh, and, "And, you know, that that got us out there a bunch. You know, and kind of set planted the seed that you do. You gotta earn it on the on the days that everybody thinks are off. Off days, you know, that's kind of the time. I know that you're a big proponent of that, coach, and have have instilled that in a lot of our students. Like, just just get in the water, you know, and prove it to yourself and Mother Ocean that you really do want this thing because it is it, it is that good. Mm. Um, and and when we were talking about soul surfers, my idea was just kind of like name one of your favorite soul surfers. Um, the guy who came up in my mind. You, we don't usually talk about like hype, you know professional surfers but this was like dave rostovich was kind of one of the first guys who went from being like a pro surfer con contest surfer just kind of like he definitely could do it but it was just like it just didn't sit right with him you know like that didn't that didn't get him going so he he was like one of the one of the early um you know pro just like all content all about getting good video clips and going to these far off places and surfing these these weird 20s uh with nobody around and and uh you know now I've followed followed him over the years and just kind of saw his whole approach to to uh just being an outside the box surfer not following the whole the whole herd
0: um and so I've always looked up to him right on Yeah, I have to say for me, it's local surfer Mike Foley. Um, One of my favorite surfers around here because so many times, like before I really got to know him and his style, I would just see there would often be like on these shitty days or days where we expected surf, but the wind kind of went a little sideways on us or just wasn't right anywhere. There'd always be this guy out there anyway and, and usually surfing pretty good and I'd be like oh wow look at that tur-. and like I said it wasn't the best like the day you know kind of ran out or like ran away from us and conditions weren't that great so it would like be a tough day to be a good surfer yeah but then he would find a little space on a wave to do a turn and I'd be like, oh oh shit that was pretty good you know I'm like all right I'm out there yeah and it would be this guy again yeah, Mike there he- oh my oh Mike yeah yeah so now I you know I know I know who it is by now. But he just, he'd always be out there and not just out there, but stoking, you know, he, he, and he told me one time, cause I specifically said this to him. I was like, dude, I love how it's always you that's out here. Whenever I, I see like one person out and the waves aren't that good and everyone's talking about how it's not great. You're the one who's out and he's like, oh dude, I hate it when people tell me the waves are good. I don't want to, you know, like just. Like, just forcing the mentality shift, being like, no, it's not about good waves, it's about going surfing. And of course, because he's doing that, he's surfing well, he's staying in form. Meanwhile, a bunch of guys his age are, like, getting older, getting fatter, getting out of shape, getting out of form, out of fitness, you know, so when the waves are good, finally, you know, rarely around here, (laughs) those guys are just not quite able to take advantage the way Mike is. And he's got a good attitude, and he just and he sees it too like he he gets it he's one of the few people like when I was out with the team one fall day and it was just like oh my god horrendous on shores really bad and we were doing paddle out training you know like just paddle out one at a time yeah and learn from each other. And he was jogging up the beach with his dog, and he's like, oh, what are you guys doing? Working? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he totally got it. Like, didn't even, (laughs) like, everybody else is like, what, you guys are surfing? But there's no waves, oh, this and that. Like, what are you guys doing? And just, like, questioning it with, like, a confused face. And he didn't even need to be explained it to, you know, like he just got it. He knew exactly what we were doing. He was like, oh yeah, right on, girls, get out there. We're killing it, you know And I was just like really appreciated that that encouragement to the team of ladies who were like kind of almost probably on the fence too about like, what are we doing out here? Let's <laughs> coach got us going doing today. Like jeez, <laughs> like
1: yes, yes. No boundaries, like it's all a go for <laughs> sure with <laughs> Coach. Love it, love it. So that's it. Just shows you, it's like you know we get inspired from surfers from the ultra top level to your local, you know your local onshore hero that just is never, never throws in the towel and says it's not a good day to surf. You know, just just be be somewhere in between there, peeps, and 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 do us proud out there. Become a soul Hell surfer.
0: Yeah. That's
1: right. You ride on the coach. Chat soon.